I know. Oh, you oh. two have been like amazing. Rob. Cuddles. <laughs> Great fun. Good cuddles. We sleep together occasionally. It's fine, Bruce. <laughs> uh, are you still recording? I thought I was the bow holder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's still recording. <laughs> <laughs> you Oh, I wonder what the intro is going to be now. <laughs> Please note, this show is entirely supported by you, the listener. Without your kind donations, we simply could not produce this podcast. If you want to keep hearing more from us, please visit patreon.com forward slash brewdognews for a really cool will to help us. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 16 of the Brewdog News Podcast. This is being recorded live at Brewdog Glasgow on the 15th of December 2018. We are fortnightly source for the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews from the world of Brewdog and craft beer. This show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper. And myself, Bruce Cameron. And joining us live in person, it's the wonderful <laughs> Emma DeSena. Hi, everyone. Hey. <laughs> Coming up on this week's show, we're going to be talking about, we've got a two-part interview and a pub quiz with James What To Do. Abby Scott's on. She chats with Emma about the sticker book project and more with Christmas presents to unwrap. What? They don't know that yet. A ton of Christmas messages from you, our listeners. A review of 2018, Bruce's bad joke, what he is on, and loads and loads more. Standard disclaimer time, we're all shareholders in Brewdog PLC, but we do not work for or speak on behalf of Brewdog. So, without further ado, let's play some Christmas theme music. You can either sit on the sidelines and be passive, or you can take an active stance. It's amazing to be a part of something that's not just changing the face of beer, but business too. Hi, this is Martin Vicky. Hey, this is Keith. Hey, this is James. This is the Brew Dog News Podcast. Brew Dog News Podcast. James Watt, Martin Vicky, this is diabolical. Absolutely diabolical. Hi, Brew Dog News Podcast. It's Blackie BFL Melbourne again. Rob, did you just actually put sleigh bells over the theme music? Yeah, I did, and the end music as well. Anyway, as ever, a massive Christmas thank you to all our wonderful patrons who've made this podcast possible. And thank you very much to Alan, who recorded our intro there. He'll be back on later on. Now, now, Bruce. Yes. I know, we've already said hello before this recorded, but we have to do the podcast thing now and go, hello, how are you? <laughs> hello, yes, I'm well. Emma, are you um, are you happy with the weather that we've got here in Glasgow today? Is this wintry enough for you? Yeah, I'm Scottish now, by the way. I've been here for two days. Been drinking on a train at ten in the morning. I'm sitting opposite Kelvin Grove Art Gallery, so that makes me Scottish, right? Yep. Yeah, and uh, thank you very much in advance to Colin for hosting us here at Brewdog in yes. Kelvin Grove in Glasgow today. Um, before we get any further, we have a Christmas message from our very own Andrew. Oh, Andrew. Aww, Andrew. Hi team, hope you're having a great time recording today's podcast. It's Andrew here and sorry I can't be with you today, but uh, Christmas and work fun in London has kept me somewhat occupied over the last few weeks. Just wanted to say thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast this year. I've had a, a really great time getting to know you all and also playing a part in bringing all the latest Brewdog and Craft news to our listeners. To the listeners themselves, thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for your engagement and friendship in coming up to me at different events. It's been quite humbling and odd at times, but uh, very much enjoyable nonetheless. 
Thanks to, to BrewDog, it's been a great year of some amazing developments, Tower Hill being a particular highlight for me, as well as being able to visit all of the Columbus bars and the brewery. That, for me, will stand out as an amazing experience, and it's quite incredible to see what the business has achieved over there. So all that remains to be said for me is, again, a huge thank you. Hope you've had a great time recording this podcast, and above all, have a very, very happy Christmas. And all the best for 2019. Ah, thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. It's a shame he couldn't join us. I, I think he'll be genuinely gutted when he if, sees if the And, photos. If, Andrew, if Andrew was here just now, his back would be to Kelvin Grove. Now, I'm kind of a bit disappointed because I sh- would love to be looking at that building, but I'm looking at Rob instead. I've, I've got the <laughs> VIP seat over here. I'm afraid, the out of towner. Um, Right, we've got a few folk here who want to say hi I can actually see um, Alan over there I can see Tom is in the bar as well Um, So, uh, Tom Aiken He's made his way from Clerkenwell to Clerkenwell (laughs) (laughs) Glaxton For a long time (laughs) To all the staff of Brewdog Clerkenwell I humbly apologise right now Um, But yeah, in the meantime This Christmas special, we've not got much in the way of news But there is one bit of news that we've got Which is the launch of the Barstool Beer Schools Emma, would you like to tell folk a little bit about this? Yes, so this went down really well when the Blueprint was launched. So in all UK bars in January... Oh, there's a dog! Brewdog, there's a oh, dog! There's a little puppy dog! Bruce, can you focus and let Emma do her bit, please? Sorry. <laughs> it's a cute dog, though. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. But actually, we have James Watt, who is going to tell us a bit more about Barstool oh. Beer School. Yeah, you don't know about this, Bruce, what we were up to last night. Oh, you, you knew we were up at the brewery, but you didn't know we were actually recording with James yeah, properly, Yeah, 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 I was, I was doing something else, but you were... I thought you were just up drinking, no? Well, we, you haven't listened to this. This is our first part of our two-part interview with James, but <gasps> as Emma will tell you, we did a pub quiz with him as well, which we split into two parts, and it kind of didn't go so great (laughs) (laughs) to be fair though the questions were not the easiest of questions robert (laughs) i thought i better you know anyway let's let's play the audio right we're here at overworks and uh emma um would you like to introduce uh, the person sat opposite us yes we're privileged second time this year we have james watt with us um for the christmas special thank you very much for joining us yeah, happy to hang out and have a beer in Overworks on my favourite podcast in the universe. <laughs> Until I launch my one, then it's my second favourite podcast. James, we're going to get straight in. We do have one little bit of news to talk about on this Christmas special. Um, Barstool Beer Schools, that was announced, I think, yesterday, maybe today. It was yesterday. Um, yeah, can you tell us about that? What's the thinking behind that? It's a blueprint thing, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. So the whole reason that we exist as a company is to make other people's passionate about great beer as we are. And I think it's so easy to get caught up in this good beer, this kind of draft beer bubble. But draft beer in the UK is, is 3.5% of the market, which means that 96.5% of the market is bland, industrial, generic beer. And that's what most people drink by a long, long way. So to kind of help us on our, on our way to our mission, to get people excited about good beer, not just our beer, but all the beers that we love. We've decided to do free beer schools for anyone. Um, so they can book it for eight people. It's 30 minutes. Uh, they're getting to taste four of our headliner beers. They're going to be talked to by one of our amazing Cicerone qualified members of our team. And hopefully we can start people on, our, on their beauty journey. 
Yeah, I mean, I know from my point of view, it's it's definitely me talking to people about the craft beer that's got them more interested than just sticking a jet black heart in front of them and saying try that. Yeah. It's understanding the, the the bit of the background and, and why this is a great thing to drink versus your macros. Yeah. Um, so a question then. So if, if someone's done a beer school before and this is going to be a slightly different format, so um, this is more about introducing complete noobs to the scene, I presume. It, it's more about introducing newbies, but I mean it's open to it's open to anyone. So it's going to be headliners. We're going to crew off for beers at once. Can I put together a flight? It's going to be thirty minutes. So if some of the beer schools at the moment they're so in depth they're so geeky they go on for two or three hours and special beers comes out the cupboards this is like a 30 minute quick fast down dirty this is a lowdown in, in craft beer this is the ingredients this is what makes it special this is what makes it different this is unique this is what it tastes like and uh hopefully get people excited about the beers that we make and the beers that's kind of springing up all over the UK and beyond at the moment. Brilliant. Well, I'm really looking forward to it because as anyone listening to the podcast knows, I'm on a mission to convert everyone who drinks in my local, the world-famous Newton Arms, from a tenants drinker into a brew dog drinker. And it's not going too bad. Um, we've got Quenchquake on draft just now. Quenchquake? So I persuaded the landlord to get a keg in and they're on keg number four already, which Whoa. is, for a little tiny village pub, is pretty surprising to me. So that's a, that's a win. Quench Quake, which, and I just learned this today, it's the fourth best-selling bottled craft beer in Tesco since it launched, which blew me away. I mean, I thought it would do okay, but it's such an unusual beer to put into Tesco. It has done so well. Other shops are looking to take it in at the moment as well, so that's kind of surprised us how well that one's done this year. Um, Emma, just, just in beer sorry, school, the other thing that I think it's really good about, it's like we, our staff um, across our company, the passion they have for good beer, the knowledge they have, is phenomenal in like the favorite part of, of the job for pretty much all of our team is getting to speak to people about beer. So it's also just a great way to showcase the fantastically talented, passionate people we have in our company and give them the opportunity to share the passion, the knowledge they have with as many people as they can too. Excellent. So um, lots have been happening in 2018 in the world of BrewDog. Could you just give us a quick, maybe 60 second rundown, talk about perhaps a couple of your favorite things and a couple of things that didn't go so well? So um, 2018 has definitely been a roller coaster for us. Like we've done so many amazing things, like some really cool things. We've also some things up, um, let's be open and honest here. So like some of my favorite things were the hotel that we've opened in Columbus, Ohio is insane. The world's first ever beer hotel. It's got a sour beer facility. Um, and it's booked out in the weekend now through until May. We've had 85% occupancy so far. Every review and TripAdvisor has been five stars. The team there are, are phenomenal. So, and that's been amazing. Our US business has been on fire. We've opened so many game-changing bar sites, Tower Hill, Seven Dials, Canary Wharf, Lothian Road in Edinburgh, um, Itaewon in, in, in Seoul, which is, which is phenomenal. I think some of the beers that we've done this year has been outstanding. Hazy Jane, which is in my glass at the moment, is an absolute top farm at the moment. We've had Bloodwork Tangerine, it's been a big, big hit. Christmas 10 ton truck recently has been very cool. I think some of the fanzine beer recently has been great. We're almost close to launching the launching the overworks. Um, definitely some of the things that we've messed up. I think Pink IPA has been, been well well documented. I think the intention was was 100% right. Our execution was 100% wrong, and, and we'll put our hands up and acknowledge that. Um, ditto on the launch of the, of the TV network, we got that one badly wrong as well. And I think sometimes as a company, it's you learn most about 
yourself and your team when you get things wrong and our response to kind of maybe messing up a few things this year was to put out the blueprint to kind of just really entrench what we're all about what we want to focus on beer community our people so out of the kind of carnage of a couple of our stranger decks this year uh, we've produced the blueprint which i think is a fantastic thing our team love it our community love it and it's such an important document for us and uh, we've opened seven bars in the last uh, last few weeks. We've also started construction in Australia, which is kind of cool as well. And then the Overworks beers, which we're tasting at the moment, are due to launch in January in Bottles, which is super exciting as well. So you asked the EFPs on the forum the other day their favourite things in 2018. Yes. So back that back at you. What's your favourite beer from this year and what's your favourite new bar? Uh, my favourite beer from this year... Um, Oh, it's a good question. There's, it's like all my babies. Like, how do you choose which one, which one of these is your is your is your favourites? Um, I think my go-to at home at the moment, and especially just because I love this batch, is, is Hazy Jane's. So Hazy Jane's definitely up there. Um, Hocus Pocus, which we just tasted, which is coming out soon. I've tasted that a few Amazing. times along the way. It's a Speyside Cask aged cacao nib, blueberry and raspberry dark sour, which is which is crazy. So when that one comes out, that's going to be up there as well. I think the beers that's coming out of uh, Columbus, Ohio has been fantastic so their Albino Squid Assassin was like off the charts um, so that one was exciting as well and just to, to see that beer in the US was, was kind of cool too. And favourite bar? Uh, favourite bar? Um, Dog Tap's kind of special for me because it's like where where I live, it's it's, it's where I work um, and we've kind of recently kind of mixed it up a little bit and like increased the seating capacity, we've got the kind of kitchen in there so like Dog Tap there is kind of special. Franklinton in Columbus with a roof terrace overlooking downtown is one of my favourite ones to go to. And I think Russell's has been really important for us this year. So um, that was a franchise bar. We weren't too happy with how it was being done. We took it back in-house and uh, the turnover has more than doubled since we took it back in-house. But the service, the standards, the beer quality has got so much better. So I'm really happy as to, as to how the team have handled that and what we've done with that one moment. And Tower Hill is going to Tower Hill. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not going to ask you who your favourite team member is this oh, year. Oh no, you should. <clears throat> Martin? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, my amazing assistant, Bethany, who does all the work and I'm just a puppet. Um, <laughs> Bethany is amazing. Oh, if you see Bethany buy her a beer or give her a hug, she is my favourite human on the planet and she, she makes this whole thing work. James, we're going to do five quick pub quiz type questions with you and then we're going to uh, carry on with the podcast and come back to you shortly. So let's fire away with the first question. How would you have got yourself a free schooner of Elvis juice back in February this year? By going to a shop, uh, buying a grapefruit and taking it to any one of our amazing locations. That is incorrect. That was the first launch of Elvis juice. This time you had to dress up as Elvis and then you got yourself a free Elvis juice. Okay, I'm 0 for 1. That is not good. (laughs) Go for it, Emma. Testing your social media awareness now. I shouldn't have been so self-assured going into this quiz. I was like, this will be easy. It's not easy, Tam. Okay. Which member of head office staff is currently posting a daily picture of their Lego advent calendar on social media every day? Uh, I haven't seen this, but I would guess, given his love of Lego, it may be Anthony. No, incorrect. It's Fiona Hunter. It's Fiona Hunter. Oh, it has to be a Star Wars Lego advent calendar then. It is. If we'd said Star Wars. Then it would have been straight to Fiona, yeah. Go Fiona. Uh, Fiona also has the best collection of shoes, not just in the company, but of any person I've met. She had on a unicorn, unicorn uh, plimsolls last time I saw her. 
I need to get Fiona on the podcast yes. because of that fact, if nothing else. And also because she's like amazing. Fiona's a superstar. Eight. Um, what was the name of the beer that Brewdog made with Swedish brewery Brewski? I'm loving this, by the we way. I honestly, oh. thought he was gonna, I honestly thought he was going to fire in with every answer just like that. We might have to edit in some... Yeah, like you might dances. have to edit in like someone who's at least a little bit competent, huh? I'll give you a clue. It was a mango one. Ah, uh, manic mango? Correct. Correct after you give me a hell of a clue. You've, you've got a point. That's the main thing. Another beer question. Okay. This should be easy, James. This should be should. easy. You should. You say with that tone in your voice. So put these three beers into order of release. So the oldest first. So Dog G, Beatnik Raspberry Cheesecake, Stout and Clockwork Tangerine. Dog G, Clockwork, Beatnik. Close. Oh. Clockwork was released in March, Dog G in May. <clears throat> Then Beatnik in August. I'm going home with no with no bonus prize at all. So far. <laughs> so far. Okay, I'll take that. It's okay. okay. Here's your last question for now, James. Okay. Um, this one you should get. Just so everyone knows, like I've had a few overworked beers. <laughs> <laughs> this is my second day. busy June, yeah. <laughs> Which Brewdog staff member made the following hilarious joke on Twitter? In Anglo-Lem today, I think that's how you say it. It's a fortified city, which means it's just like a normal city, but with a little bit of brandy added to it. I didn't just make that joke on Twitter. I made it at various points in the filming of that TV episode so many times that every time I said it, the director told me to be quiet. I was just wanting to make sure it ended up in the edit. Well, we thought it was funny, didn't we? I thought it was we funny yes, as well. It was James Watt on October the 12th. Uh, James, thank you. We will be back with you just shortly. Sounds good. Okay, there we go. That was uh, the first part uh, of our chat with James. Yes, uh, that was um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, w- I was uh, I was a little bit surprised I didn't get an email from um, him or Bethany this morning saying, <laughs> "Yeah, so can you just edit the uh, quiz down a little bit?" But <laughs> It, it gets it gets better in the second oh, good half. Man. So. Good man. Uh, anyway, uh, before we go for the break um, and we get Bruce's teaser question. Yes, I've got uh, that ready. Let's get some Christmas presents open, shall we? What? Uh, Emma, here's yours first of all. Right. Oh, yeah, that's so it. I've we can hear it being opened. Rectangular box. It's about the size of our um, paper. Covered in sellotape. Well wrapped, rub. Oh my Look god. This. Amazing! Oh. I've not actually tried this yet, so I have Christmas ten-ton truck in a lovely bottle and box. Um, def- I've got a five-hour train journey on the way back to London shortly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's me That'll and my little friend. Yeah, it, might, it might be longer actually with this weather. Um, and Bruce, here's yours that I carefully wrapped. <laughs> Just to describe this, this is like been a, a ham-fisted attempt of wrapping a can of something. <laughs> Right? Wrapped in sellotape. Right? Only. I wonder if it's an empty can and the things. In- oh, hold on a sec. Definitely we'll got an Indian there. Right. So, I'm- how much sellotape did you use? <laughs> this looks absolutely gorgeous. This looks. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, look at this. I'm so your, excited. Your acting skills are Sil- terrible. Silver, silver tins. Now, usually silver tins. I, I know from certain breweries, and the, the really high percentage beers are. Oh, it's a it's a can of. Indie. 
paleo. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, Emma gets so ten, who's the favorite? ten ton truck Christmas, and, and I've got a can of. There you go, Bruce. There's your ah. real present. It's actually, it's actually Mark Blaise. Is, is this for, is this from is this from Morty? No, oh. it's just from me. I just thought it's funny to call you Bryce. And I'm, I'm going to... Let me, let me, oh, look at this. Amazing. <gasps> <gasps> Paradox Uncle Dukes. I will, Amazing. I will enjoy this on the East Kilbride train home. Excellent. Bruce, uh, get us a quick brain teaser and then we can get a, blue, a Brewdog Believe advert Absolutely. played. Absolutely. Here's a quick teaser before the break. On the 1st of April 2015, I think the clue's in the actual uh, date there itself, Brewdog pranked us all by announcing they were releasing a new range of what? Ooh. These are the things that we believe in, the things that we work for. That we strive for. That we fight for. These are the things that underpin everything we do. We believe in world-class craft beer. And we're on a mission to put the taste, the passion, and the craftsmanship back into people's beer glasses. We believe in community ownership. Our business is part owned by a community of over 70,000 beer lovers from all over the planet. We believe in independence. In an industry dominated by faceless corporations. We are making a stand for independence, a stand for authenticity, and a stand for craft. We believe in giving back. The business can be a force for good. Via our groundbreaking unicorn fund, we give away 20% of our annual profits. We believe in radical transparency. From our beer recipes to our financials. And from our profits to our future plans. We share everything. We believe in being a great employer. We believe that our long-term destiny will be completely dependent on how well we look after our amazing people. We believe in taking a stand. Most companies are scared to take a stand for the things they believe in. We are not scared. And finally, we believe that good people drink good beer. People like me. And 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 me. Cheers. We also believe in ghosts, but there wasn't enough space on the list and it wasn't really relevant here. But go ghosts. Okay, so before that break, we have just asked, on the 1st of April 2015, Brewdog pranked us all by announcing they were releasing a new range of what? Does anybody know? Because I'll tell you something, I didn't. I, I have to say, when I was putting this question together, this was a bit of a surprise. It was just a little bit before I really got into Brewdog, though. But no, I don't remember what it was either. Emma, do you remember this? No, I don't, actually. I don't remember this new story. Go for it, Bruce. It was a range of hop perfumes... They were being launched today, back then on the first of April, the first of April, twenty fifteen. I totally buy Hop. it. The thing is, right? They probably sell. Well, the thing is, they even set it up as a shop link and everything. It was just out of stock. Amazing. I'd buy, I'd buy hot aftershave. <laughs> what can you call it? Oh, the hot, oh, the. Well, you, yeah, but you smell like hops in the morning anyway. So. <laughs> Uh, right, we're keen to hear from you here on the Brewdog News Podcast, so please feel free to call us on 01224 518501 and leave us a message. Just the one message this week, and as you might very well expect, it's from our good friend, Watty, <laughs> from Old Meldrum. Ah, uh, Watty. Hi, hi, Brewdog News Podcast. Watty here for Old Meldrum, for you day. 
I've no question this week. I just thought I'd give you boys and loans a wee tinkle and say cheers for asking at loan Cameron about the tickets. I'll just hate to resign myself to gone on Sunday. Mind you, I wouldn't be able to drink your muckle because I'll be up early and fair on Monday. Anyway, I hope all you loons and lassies at the podcasts hear your fridge are stock it up for Christmas. The wife says she's a rare surprise for me Christmas morning. But Yon's got my wee bit of worried last time she said she'd a wee surprise for me. I ended up dropping my phone in a flail mower and ended up in the R.I. Ha ha So anyway, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year when it comes. Or as they say in my neck of the woods, Long may your bum reek. I don't know, that's not right. Yeah. Long may your lum reek. That's it now. Okay. Cheerio now. Bye bye. And there we go. Thank you, Whitey. That's a lovely message. Uh, it's been fantastic having you on. Uh, happy Christmas to you, to Sandy, of course. Uh, wifey Whitey and, uh, and Dougie. Why not? S- Sandy and Wifey Whitey. Well, he's never actually said what his name is. I just know her as Wifey Whitey on Twitter. So. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. I don't think Ladies. she listens to this anyway. Check one, two, one, two. Oh, 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 those lovely tones. That is the one and only Tom Aiken live on the podcast. How are you today, sir? I'm just absolutely fabulous. <laughs> You're a little bit delicate from last night still. Yes, I've had a couple of beers. I was at my usual haunt of my infamous Maxwell shop. <laughs> had a couple of beers that they actually got that I recommended, which was a bonus. Had, had, had a couple of tipples and I'm feeling a little bit tender. Tell us about uh, your favourite brew dog beer this year and maybe favourite bar if you've been to any new bars recently this year. Right, well, my favourite beer that Brewdog's brought out this year has to be the Clown King that they... It's not a new beer, but it's a rebrew of um, a past beer that they have That's done. That's a great choice, yeah. Any, any favourite bars this year that you've been to? Well, it was good to see all the different London bars, um, the different reasons why I liked the different places. I liked the Tower Hill one the best, Did you? Um, Did you? purely because the kitchen menu on it um, that it had everything so you could have either a pizza or a burger it's also the fact is that it, when you're down in London in July it's got absolutely amazing air conditioning you've also got the brewed on site beer from the microbrewery that they have which was great to see that it was just weird just walking in and you're just seeing like this uh, brewing kit on the right hand side when you walk in from the the main door. And Did you do a lot of the, 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 the London bars in one day? Did you do a few of them or did you just visit Tower Hill? Well I attempted to do the, the big smoke in the weekend um, but we we're going to have done it in the one day. Um, we ended up getting to bar number five. Aye. At the time there was nine London sites, but you've now got Brixton, you've now got Canary Wharf, so sure. there's now 11 bars. Um, I was saying to Rob there that when I went down, it was we made the mistake of having a Clown King in every single one of the bars, as well as another beer. Yeah, so no, that's, yeah, that's, it was like I, five I Clown that, Kings yeah. and then five other Brewdog beers. What was the so bar, Rob, that we were in prior to Tower Hill? 
Uh, it wasn't clickable. Oh, Shoreditch, Shoreditch. for Dave. Shoreditch. Yeah. So, did you visit Shoreditch? Shoreditch was the last one because after that we ended up seeing we had too much alcohol that day and we just got an Uber back to the hotel. Yeah, because we did, we did um, Shoreditch to Tower Hill. Uh, Rob took an Uber, but me and um, Rob's friend, we took a Boris bike through the city centre, which was interesting. Well, I kind of like walked into um, Shoreditch at like half past ten in the evening. It was Friday night. Ah. It was the usual chaotic um, Friday yeah, night, Friday night was, we, we saw pub scene. And it was a case of... I hadn't a clue what was going on, and it was just it was everything was a bit hectic. Have you got any uh, Christmas message for the listeners and the Brewdog staff? A Christmas message? Hmm. Is this like I'm like royalty, like the Queen or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom, we crack crack on. Thank you very much for your time, buddy. It was lovely no to see you today. Cheers, man. Cheers, buddy. Thank you, Thank you, Rob. Now, one of the great resources that we have available to us when we're putting this podcast together is the BrewDog blog. Uh, one Monday, I, I asked, sorry, on Monday, I asked Emma if she would mind giving me a hand to compile a list of some of the highlights of 2018 using the blog. What I did not expect was a complete spreadsheet showing the subject and a link for every single blog that BrewDog have put out this year. Emma, you've gone well out your way this week. Thank you so much for doing that. that. Is almost as nerdy as, as Rob. I need to get out more, basically. Would you like to guess how many uh, how many blog posts, aka how many bits of news and bar openings and releases Brewdog have put out this I'm year? Surely, surely there can't be many. 125. Wow. So it is no doubt, no wow. wonder that James Watt himself can't even keep track sometimes. But <laughs> hmm. Yes, anyway, um, speaking of which, let's take a quick look at some of the amazing things. Let's pick out our highlights. Um, Bruce, would you like to start us off? What, yeah. what, have you, what have you jumps out at you? Importantly, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of, I'm going to skip to February where when they launch the kind of Elvis juice thing, they, they dress up as Elvis and you get your Elvis juice in a bar. Now, why did I not know about this? Well, James Watt didn't know about it either. So. <laughs> <laughs> Half about it, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, I would have. Yeah, I would have. I would have donned the, the old Elvis wig, uh, you know. Well, for me, um, I think when they updated the referral stuff for EFP five, um, the rewards that I've seen many people getting off that have been really impressive. Yeah. I mean, the brew days up at the brewery for those who like, you know, got loads of people invested. And it seems to me like I've missed a trick by not getting people to use my referral code from this podcast. But um, I, honestly, I, I think that was a great move. Um, looking at February, my one and beer launches I was really pleased to see was Native Sun. They did yeah, nice. rebrew it to the lower ABV, but for me that kind of works really well. Uh, I'm happy with that. And another thing that jumped out at me in February, I think it was the one million pints giveaway. Yeah, one second, I've lost my place. There it is. Uh, yeah, the uh, one thing that jumped out in February, <laughs> thanks, Reese, uh, was the one million pints giveaway. Yeah. Um, they never made the one million. I don't think it even got to. Yeah, can you remember how much it gave away? Two hundred and fifty. But still, like still, still a quarter of a million. I mean, to, just to give away a million did pints you, was really. Can you imagine actually if they said that we're going to give away a quarter of a million pints? If, if they said that figure, that figure would still have been huge. Yeah. You know. I absolutely agree. Um, last one I'll point out. Um, back in March, uh, the partnership with Tough Mudder. From what I can see, obviously doing several Tough Mudders myself over this. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But from what I can see, yeah. it's been a really successful Has partnership. It? That Has I it? mean, it's continued on, and I'm, as far as I know, it's happening again next year. So I will never, ever, ever do a tough mother. Why? It's muddy. It's like no, I've got, I'm I've got, like, I've got cravat and a suit to get into. No, I'm, I'm not wearing. No, just no mud and ugh. Emma, tough mother. I think I'd rather just sit in a bar, drink stouts, and eat cauliflower. Uh, let's just take another moment to grab a message or two from one of our or two of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Brewdog News Podcast. It's Billy here. Billy the Kid on the Forum saying thanks for all your time and dedication to the podcast and keeping us all informed this year. I uh, just wanted to call in and wish a Merry Christmas to Rob Bruce, all the co-hosts, interviewers, other contributors for the year. Also, a Merry Christmas to the listeners and the EFPs. Have a great Christmas, guys. All the best for a brilliantly boozy 2019. Cheers. Hi, this is Cameron wishing all of our equity punks and Brewdog crew a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hey folks, it's Chris Sansbury here. Just want to say a big thanks to all the Brewdog staff and my fellow EFPs for collectively making 2018 a brilliant year. That of course includes you guys at the Brewdog News Podcast. Looking forward to see what we can all do together in 2019. All the best. Hello, greetings from Brewdog Shoreditch. We in the East End of London want to wish you all a very happy Christmas and an exceptional New Year. I mean, Hogmanay, I've been in England far too long. Hello, Brewdog News. It's frequent question asker Matthew here. Just going in to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I hope that the Vieira Elves are good to you all. Have a good 2019. So also in March, there was an announcement that Brewdog had bought out Draft House. So, um, this was a, such a surprise to yes. me. I don't think you were on the podcast at the time. It was a bit before you came, first came on, but bloody hell, when that came out, we were like, they've done what? There was yeah. no yeah. indication of it at all. Yeah, really surprised about that. But actually, obviously a lot of them are in London. Um, and I've visited quite a few and I have one 60 seconds at the end of my road so I go there quite a lot and I've really seen a dramatic improvement over the last few months since Brewdog bought it out really? So what, I think within it's the bars itself? What, in the terms of the way they're being run or have you seen physical changes? Or Yeah, not so, no, not so much physical because actually I think the way they were laid out before on the decor was very much in line with the Brewdog brand, so that worked already. But I've definitely seen an improvement in terms of service. So all of the staff are treated the same way as Brewdog staff now, so they get Cicerone trained, they're on living wage. Um, improvement in tap lists as well, so much better beer than was in there before. And they've done recently just done a revamp of the food menu. So they do Sunday roasts in there in some of the bars in London now. Um, so yeah, top top notch, thumbs up from me. Well, we, we visit a Brewdog um, sorry, draft house when we were down there before uh, Mayhem. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was nice. Yeah, it, was it really nice. was. I was yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. I had expected sort of an old world style pub and it wasn't that at all. No, no, it? I know, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. 
I just wanted to, to, to raise a, an event that happened in April, which was... Were you there, Emma? Were you there? Was the, it the, the AGM? Here we go. Yeah. Yes. Here we go. It's a tiny event. Yeah. 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 No, I, didn't, I just wanted to, to kind of briefly gloss over facts. <sighs> uh, it's, it's the Christmas special. Can I not get one episode without this being brought up? Yeah. I think, Are you not I think, there, Rob? No, no, Emma, oh. I, I, I didn't. But didn't I, think, I think, I think, I think the the takeaway from this is is next year's AGM. I'll make it my personal responsibility to look after Rob, and you are going to have a a whale of a time. Trust me. Make up for it. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Um, Hawks acquisition. Yep. that was in April as well. Um, I think that was actually announced at the AGM, I believe. Yes, it was. Um, but yeah, that was for me. He says sat here drinking uh, warm mulled cider. Looking out at Kelvin Grove, what is what's the museum? The, the art gallery, isn't art it? Gallery, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's now completely lit up in green and red. It's looking so Christmassy. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the, the Hawks acquisition to me has gone really well because they've been obviously been able to scale production up because we're now seeing it in a lot more places. Uh, I'm starting to see it in fridges of other pubs and things as well. So I saw on the TV. I, I saw on the TV just recently. Actually. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think there's been a, a rebrand as well. I think the Berry Cider used to be the Urban Orchard. Berry's now been rebranded to. It's like death or it's not death or glory. Oh, I can't remember. It'll come back to me. Someone will correct us, but yeah. So that's going really well. So. Yep. Where's and I think if, you, if you're London based, then you're you're nearby the the brewery or the cidery. I think it's called cidery. Yes. Popping past, we we did it before we come come home from London yep. to back to Aberdeen in Glasgow. Yeah, absolutely worth a visit. Please, please go and visit. And I hear good things about the sausage rolls as well. Oh, yeah. yes. We did uh, we did the Bermondsey Beer Mile in record time because it was a Sunday morning and there was very few places open, so it was great. <laughs> stopped in one place, yeah. <laughs> so I moving on to April, um, the Crow's Nest Collective launch happened. So this was when uh, you assign yourself to your local bar and then the GMs and uh, operation managers for that area hold a meeting every six months to get input from EFPs for that particular bar and just collectively to see whether there's any ways that they can improve things moving forward. You went to a meeting, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, um, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> did. Listeners to the will know that it, it didn't have the greatest turnout, but uh, mixed results, mixed results. We've, we've not had anything since, so... Um, it'd be interesting to see if that one continues in 2019, but it certainly it's a great idea, if nothing else. Yeah, the uh, the thing that one of the standout beers for me during the summer was uh, kind of released in time for my birthday, which was in May. It was Eight Bit, the the collaboration beer. Why did you feel it rel- that you had to mention your birthday there? Just in case next year comes around, May the seventh, you know. What, what do you want people to like send you gifts and stuff? <laughs> May's a good time to be born, just saying, 25th of May. Just, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, I just wanted to, just wanted to say that I thought I thought that that beer was quite standout. I think the, the collaboration between the eight, eight breweries... I have a question for you, Bruce. Sure. Which eight breweries <laughs> collaborated on that beer? Right, so, no problem at all. We have Brewdog. Yep, correct. Um, we also asked the same question to James Watt. <laughs> of course. Yeah, 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 pretty much the same response. So, I yeah. think it's nil-nil. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, for me, uh, Beatnik uh, was a fantastic event. Completely and utterly changed from uh, 2017. 
Uh, they went with a totally different approach. There was no actually making the beer that day, but it was. Um, we, I mean, obviously, we recorded our special up there, but being oh, there I was, was just say, did fantastic. We come up to that? Yeah, yeah, we were there. You, you probably won't remember because you're like, you know. Oh, is that where we did it from the Overworks Brewery? Yes, 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 yes it was yes, really yes, good. Yes. Uh, so that was a fantastic day. And then in August, uh, a little beer highlight. I was delighted oh. to see restorative beverages, <laughs> beverages, restorative beverage for invalids and convalescents, aka Arbic, as I call it. Arbic. Uh, that came back and is still sticking around and doing really well. And it's, it's a nice beer. It really is. It really is. Emma, you have the next one. Yes, still in August. So Dog House, the hotel in Columbus, opened. This is amazing. I don't know how you guys feel about this. But um, in case I haven't told you already, Rob, I'm going to be staying there in February. So Are you? Yes. Very excited. And I've got the brewmaster suite. I'm really hoping that that's not the room that Martin Dickey did his naked photo shoot in. I think, I, I think they would have cleaned it, though. Hopefully, I'm hoping. But I, this is really exciting and it's got great reviews. So James posted on the forum all of the TripAdvisor reviews recently. Some of the rooms overlook uh, the sort of the overworks and, and the, the barrels there. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about visiting in nice. February. We'll expect some feedback and a, a bit of a, a wee piece from them. We'll expect a wee piece. Yes, a small, yes um, definitely. A small, uh, bit to camera definitely review to come on the podcast in february excellent um overworks they had the delay because of the faulty bottles um but i i think that although that is incredibly frustrating and it was costly and everything else i think uh, ultimately we're going to see the benefit from it because it's given rich um a lot more time richard to overworks more time to get the product even more refined so when it does finally come out which they keep saying is going to be any time now. They have bottled stuff, but I didn't realise that stuff needs the sour beers need to stay in the bottle for about a month before they actually start distributing them out. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it can stay in the bottle for as long as it likes. Do you not like sour beers, Bruce? No. Excellent. Well, speaking of sour beers, my absolute beer of the year is a little bit of a surprise. Um, I brought this up actually when we were lucky enough to be recording with James yesterday. Quenchquake. Uh, even though it's not an outstanding beer in sort of, you know, sour beer terms or in any other terms, really, it's still a fantastic introduction to sour beer. And my local, the world famous Newton Arms, is selling it like crazy. They're selling really? twice as much quench quake really? on draft as they are selling punk. Now, bear in mind, and I mention this all the time, this is a pub, a village pub, full of tenants drinkers but is that some beer off and have a Guinness every now and again but is that because you're drinking all the crunch cake from? I'm being pretty good I'm only having a pint when I go in because um, they're selling it by the pint which is not cheap but no there's a couple of the uh, the regulars in there who are absolutely loving it and wanting to find out more about sour beers is there so any to me, on the board here? is there any on the board here? no there's some in the fridge no, but no it's, it's a supermarket beer um, a supermarket sour so, yeah. I, I've not tried it yet. I'll give it a go. Won't like it. I think this is probably a good time to have a, a nice, a nice, yes. a nice thought, a nice message from one of our fantastic listeners. Hi there, it's Jeff here. You may recall I did the We Are Geeks piece back in the summer. Uh, just saying, Merry Christmas to all the Brewdog staff and, of course, the EFPs. 
and I can't wait for 2019 with Brewdog Hull coming soon and of course the Columbus flight which is going to be absolutely incredible. See you next year. Hey Brewdog News Podcast, it's Kevin Mitchell here from Border Digital, long-term friend of the show. I just wanted to come and wish all you guys, all you EFPs, and of course the staff at Brewdog, especially those at Union Square, which is going to be my new favourite Brewdog, I just wanted to wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas. No matter what you're doing, who you're with, just make sure it's jam-packed full of love food and of course good beer. Merry Christmas guys, here's to 2019. Hi everyone, it's Leonard here from Dublin. I just wanted to wish everybody in the EFP community a Merry Christmas and a happy 2019. 2018 has been a great year for me BrewDog-wise. I managed to visit the brewery in Allen and Overworks of course. All the bars in Scotland and the bars in Leeds, York, Barcelona, Berlin and Brussels. And I also went to my first AGM, which was also good fun, of course, as you all know. So I'm sure I'll see you sometime next year and have a good time over Christmas. Hey, sweet folks here. Merry Christmas, you filthy punks. Hello, it's Neil Fletcher here. You may remember me from talking about share trading. My favourite thing about BrewDog this year has been the intergalactic beer visa. On our travels to 48 BrewDog bars, we've drunk some great beers and met some wonderful people. And we're hoping to make it to This Is 50 before the year is out. A Merry Christmas and a prosperous 2019 to all our fellow EFPs and the tremendous staff at BrewDog. Merry Christmas. Hey guys, it's Ryan here from BrewDog Castlegate. And for those of you wondering, yes, I am naked. Just here to wish our army of dedicated EFPs and crew members alike a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Love hops and live the dream. Yes, Nick, for me, is I was quite interested about the um, payment method at Canary Wharf that you were able to pay in Bitcoin. Now, has anybody paid in Bitcoin? Has anybody got any Bitcoin? How is that Bitcoin going? <laughs> My partner will not shut up about Bitcoin. It's really annoying. So he's very happy. Um, I haven't I haven't got Bitcoin, though. Why didn't we pay with Bitcoin when we were at Canary Wharf for Metro Mayhem? I think I've got about, like, eight quid in Bitcoin. Eight quid? He probably finds out he's got about 8,000 and doesn't even know it. <laughs> so also in October, a really big thing for the business, I thought was a real positive, was the launch of the Blueprint. So this was all about strategy and what BrewDog wanted to focus on moving forwards. So I believe there was 31 or 32 initiatives in there. Uh, we were lucky enough to interview James um, after he launched it at the Q&A to Equity Punks at the Big Smoke office. Um, but I think we've covered that in depth already, haven't yep, we, guys? Yeah, we have indeed. All right. Also in October, um, just because I haven't mm. mentioned the BrewDog Airlines yet, <laughs> I'm, I'm oh. trying not to use my jazz hands, I'm sitting on them. I can't even blame the internet breaking up, I actually sat right next to you, so no, I'm just going to have to listen to this, oh, go on. So in February, it's a really good engagement piece, there's around 260 EFPs that are flying from Stansted to Columbus directly, which you can't actually do. 
usually and um, get to do all lots of exciting things. So we get to do a beer school on the flight. They're going to brew a beer especially that tastes different at altitude apparently. Um, And then we've got a really fun-packed four or five days uh, staying at the hotel. We're going to visit loads of breweries in Cincinnati. Uh, James asked recently uh, whether they should do another flight in August for the USA AGM, which I think is a great idea. Yeah. Definitely demand. I might be able to make that one. You can't make it, Rob. Rob. No, I'd love to be able to go on that one. That'd be great. I think we should make an effort. Get yourself on. Also... Actually, in November, Brute is holding his up right now. This was my absolute favourite beer of 2018, uh, probably because I like stouts a lot and whiskey, so it's like heaven for me. This is your sit-by-the-fire beer in the winter, feet up, blanket on you, um, really sort of uh, mixed between the scotch and and bourbon there. Uh, Big thumbs up. Excellent. I just wanted to speak about Metro Mayhem. I think, for me, Metro Mayhem was it was a, it was, a, it was a great event for the, the people that we were with, having experienced things like AGMs and other events, beatniks, you know, that kind of thing before. For people who, I would say that their initial reaction of a beer festival is hay bales with queues of money and you know that sort of that kind of that kind of idea. They were blown away with what they saw at Metro Mayhem. And for me, that hit home how different Brewdog do things. So I thought it was a very successful event. Yes, there were issues with some people thinking about queues and stuff. I never experienced that myself because we kind of, I think we kind of held out at the, the Hawk Cider. Was you, it no- you spent quite a lot of the day just like pimping the podcast to random people. I think I was just trying to chatting to random people. That's what it's buying, about, buying though, isn't them a, it? You know, buying them a beer. So yes, if you do ever see me at an AGM, I'll probably end up buying you a beer, so I do apologise. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, the opening of Perth, um, I thought it was fantastic. It was such a surprise, and it was it's such a lovely bar. I, I really am looking forward to going back there, which is not something I expected yeah. to say about Brewdog Perth. And the staff were just lovely. I mean, I know you always say that, but they were just really welcoming. And it, again, I've said it before, a day like this where it's raining outside, a Saturday afternoon sat in that bar would be amazing. Amazing. I wanted to bring up the only reason I've kind of highlighted this from from last month was because we we spoke about it, we kind of laughed about it, but we didn't know anything about it. Rob, subwoofer, IPA for dogs. Yes, I do have a ball. I haven't tried it personally, <laughs> uh, and I haven't had my dogs try it yet. But I promise I will over Christmas. Okay, cool. I just want to we update on that. And the last thing is for me, I've just recently gone into coffee, and I think with brew dog venturing into more depth into coffee I'm looking forward to to trying some of that stuff out later on and I've got a neighbour who's a massive coffee drinker but he's not a beer drinker so I think trying to get him into this might you know might get a new a new a new kind of market for for, for Brewdog yeah very excited about so. that too fantastic Emma thank you again for the incredible amount of work you've got into making yes. this spreadsheet if anybody wants a copy of the spreadsheet now we pour this work <laughs> into it just, just let us know and we'll share that with you there's probably quite a few staff who are going to go like actually that'd be pretty handy for us but um, yes before we move on to the second part of our interview in the pub quiz with James let's quickly talk about stickers Emma you got a bit of time <laughs> with the wonderful Abby Scott didn't you I did she very kindly crawled out of bed after the day after the Christmas party 
um, at head office. So here's Abby talking about all things Sticker Club and more. So I'm sat in Castlegate in Aberdeen. I'm very excited as I've finally got to meet Abby. Tell us about last night. How did the party go? Uh, yeah, it was, it was really fun. Uh, we had it in the Barrack Castle, I think it was, in Faluni. Um It was amazing. We had a big boothie. There was rocky There was a wall of donuts, like a literal wall with donuts hanging from it, and a big chocolate fountain, um, which was pretty amazing. Good stuff. So I know that you've been on the show before, but could you tell our listeners what your job is, what you do at Brewdog, and what a typical day is for you at head office? Oh, um, <laughs> So my job, I don't really have a specific job title, a kind of self-coined project coordinator. Basically my job at BrewDog is I work directly for James, um, basically doing any weird and wonderful projects that he might want me to do, such as um, beer visas and sticker books, um, as you all know too well. Um, I do a lot of research, basically anything James has an interest in, I kind of do the like the background work, the kind of initial research, um, put my ideas and thoughts forward and he decides whether he wants to do anything with it or not. So a lot of stuff I could research, he just gets thrown in the bin and he doesn't want to do anything with. And a lot of things he'll pick up and and continue with. So, so yeah. Am I right in thinking that you worked in a bar before? How did you get your job at head office? Well, good question, Emma. Uh, yeah, I worked in uh, Brewdog Edinburgh. Uh, I worked here for six months and then I applied for the Brewdog graduate scheme which I got onto so I moved up to Aberdeen. Um, once I moved up I spent just under a year rotating around the business so I spent time in like every department so legal, finance, marketing, sales etc etc and then James decided that he wanted me to work with him so he was like come and do projects with me so yeah so I ended up doing that and uh, yeah love it. So talking about projects, one of your recent projects that just launched a couple of weeks ago, Interstate Sticker Club. So like a lot of our listeners, I'm pretty obsessed with this as well. I have to say, when I found out what it was, what the project was, I was excited. But when I actually saw it in real life, I couldn't believe the quality of it. I think you've done an amazing job. So um, for anyone that doesn't know about this new engagement piece that you've been working on, do you want to tell our listeners what it is? Yeah. Um, so Interstate Sticker Club is essentially um, like a panini style sticker book, so just like your World Cup sticker books that you maybe did when you were a kid. Um, so we've turned this into stickers for grown-ups. So it is a book with a hundred different stickers to collect, which are mainly our beers, there's some pictures of our broodies, there's uh, some hop stickers and some tank stickers, uh, and basically you gotta got to catch them all. <laughs> So SCFPs only get to see the finished article, but I'm sure there's lots of work that goes on behind the scenes to get projects like this ready. Can you just talk us through the, the process of what it would look like from start to finish in terms of what you're involved in? Yeah, so James is quite good in the sense that, you know, if he has the thing, so we said, do the beer reasons, do the stickers, but I kind of get a, a, a lot of freedom and free reign on how I want that to look like. I kind of design the the concept and how it's going to work so for example the front cover of the book I knew I wanted it to kind of be like labels and stuff so I kind of briefed that into our design agency I decided what the 100 stickers would be and obviously James signed off on that Um, I knew like um, I wanted each um, 
stick it to have like a little bit of information, so what hooks are in it, IBUs, etc. Every all the information. Um, so yeah, I basically design exactly what it's going to look like um, with the agency. Um, I have to work to different, talk to different suppliers to work out, um, you know, to negotiate costs. Which supplier is going to do the best? Even the stuff that you would even think about, like what sort of paper are we going to use? What thickness is the paper? Is it glossy? Is it not glossy? Um, we went through like 10 different iterations of stickers. This project literally took about seven months to get off the ground because we kept changing our minds about what we wanted the stickers uh, to look like. Um, we had a lot of issues. It was very stressful, we got there in the end. So sorry to go there, Rabbi, but the question <laughs> on our listeners' lips is 94 gates. Have you got any comments? Uh, yes, 94 does exist. Um, I don't know why it's not surfaced yet. I can assure you it definitely is a printed sticker. Um, the only explanation that I can possibly put forward is that in the randomization process, because it is random, um, it just so happens that that sticker has somehow ended up maybe in the last couple of boxes. It hasn't been spread across all the boxes. Um, and just by chance, those boxes are maybe haven't been opened yet um, in the warehouse. And therefore, 94 is just been hidden away. So what bribes are you taking then with the 94 stickers? Um, shout out to Andy on the forum who offered me a mug with a cat on it but uh, yeah I wasn't, wasn't going for that. 100 quid will get you on the black market. <laughs> <laughs> are you collecting them yourself? Have you got many to go? Um, this sounds bad. So I am collecting them but all the packets that I've got I got when we were using like um, testing the samples so admittedly, I've not actually bought a packet of stickers yet. Um, I've got about seven or eight to go, including 94, so. <laughs> Impressive. So Christmas time 2019 is on the horizon. What's in store for you in terms of projects at BrewDog? Um, so we're doing some work with the beer visa. Um, so I have actually, we've got a redesign that's already done. I've got books printed on uh, coming in January, which um, I've added in all the new bars this year uh, and have some in for next year as well. So unfortunately, if you already have a beer visa, you can't get that one. But for anyone who's just signing up to it, they'll be able to get the new book. Um, we are working on integrating the beer visa with the new app that's coming. So I'm working a lot with Daz. And yeah, there'll definitely be a lot of new features I think coming to the beer visa in 2019. We just need to kind of lock them in. Um, aside from that, it really just depends what James is going to throw at me, like, yeah. I'll just be there to support James along the way. Good stuff. So you're very active on the forum. Um, so I guess we know a little bit about Abby, but for our listeners, why don't you tell us a fun fact, something that you think we don't know? Um, I study music at university. I play clarinet. See? I play clarinet and piano uh, and guitar. I like to sing. I'm not very good, but, you know, Rocky Oki last night. <laughs> a little bit of Rihanna. Great. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to crawl out of bed and come and see us with your hangover. Have you got a message, a Christmas message for our listeners? Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, I'm excited to hang out with you guys on the forum in 2019. If you ever see me in a bar, come say hi. Uh, I might even buy you a beer. The wonderful Abby, everyone. Thank you very much.
So there's a bit of insight of what's going to be happening next year as well. So she thank is, you very much. She is such a genuine and lovely person. Yeah. She's one of the most active on the forum, staff-wise, but she's got a brilliant balance between sort of taming the more... What's the right word I'm looking for? The, the louder individuals on the forum, she's got a good way of taming them, but at the same time, she's also like really engaging. She's not like a taskmaster. Nice. Um, and in real life, she's exactly the same. She's just lovely. And it was really kind of it to give us some time to get out of her bed with that hangover as well. Definitely. Yeah, Christmas party. <laughs> lovely person. Thanks, Abby. Yeah. Okay, joining us now in person. Um, I always say Alan Manley when I mean mockery, and I get you two so confused. One's in Reading, one's in Scotland. Normally in Edinburgh, I believe. But I am. Today you're yeah. in Glasgow. I am in uh, through in Glasgow today for a few drinks with some friends. Yeah. And how are you doing? Are you well? I'm very well, thanks. I'm very well. I have to say, I am slightly offended by your jumper, but not anywhere near <laughs> as offended by your Christmas jumper as when you went ahead and turned the lights on on your jumper. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be festive. Yeah, exactly. Excellent work. And have you been doing the chain gang um, stuff? Yeah, but I haven't been cycling as much. The uh, the, the weather in Scotland is. Uh, it's not been, uh, been, been too kind to, uh, to to cycling at the moment. Um, at the moment, it is uh, it's uh, torrential rain and uh, it's not brilliant today. Yeah, well, that's pretty typical <laughs> for us coming to Glasgow. So, have you got any highlights of 2018? Any beers or bars or anything? Yeah, jump out yeah. Your events? So, I suppose my highlights for uh, for 2018: uh, the opening of Lothian Road in January um, on Burns Night. There's been a tremendous yep. addition to uh, to Edinburgh. Um, and the beer scene in Edinburgh. The Lothian Road is such a cool bar. I like Cowgate for the... It's a very different feel to it. It's more homely, kind of like, uh, very much like a um, couple of bars, like original bars down in London, um, like uh, Shoreditch and um, the uh, Clerkenwell like, uh, bars, and probably Cowgate are probably kind of similar kind of like, um, like vibe to them. Um, but Lothian Road was a bit of a game changer um, like in terms of the size of it. Uh, probably the biggest bar that Brewdog actually opened up at that point, and yeah. uh, now you start totally by uh, by Tower Hill, which is just totally different level. But uh, but Lothian Road, uh, tremendous bar, and uh, have you made it to Tower Hill? I have Hill actually. Yet? Yeah, uh, Tower Hill is uh, <laughs> is a tremendous place. I uh, it took my breath away first time I walked into it, um, kind yeah. of like a kind of summer afternoon, and it was still busy at that point. And um, I know it was a bit of a gamble for them, but it seems to have paid off. And at the other end of the scale, have you managed to make it to Perth yet? I haven't yet, no. Oh, you need to get up there. It's a lovely, proper, lovely little bot. A day like this, just like it is here in Kelvin Grove, with the rain coming down, to sit in there with a nice mulled cider like I've got, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah I'll, um, I'll hopefully make it up during the, uh, the kind of Christmas break and cool. uh, drag the family up there, I'm sure. Ace, any other highlights for you, 2018? Um, aside from the AGM and Beatnik, which are always fantastic value, I think it's just brilliant being part of a company that's just so corporate, socially responsible, and yeah. um, and I think the kind of like the ninety-five thousand equity punks that um, that are now as twenty percent profit they've been given away, um, living wage employer. It's, it's, I just love being part of like the whole ambience of the company. It's just tremendous, like uh, like feel like for it. The um, forum continues to um, annoy and excite in equal value <laughs> on a daily basis. It's, uh, it's 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 just great fun being part of uh, being part of this. Awesome. Favorite beer? Having a think about this, actually, I think favorite beer for this year. I've got probably got two. Paradox Green, twenty eighteen. Tremendous beer. Wow. Absolutely superb. And Mallow Mafia. Yeah. Um, two tremendous beers. Absolutely superb. Packed a fl- packed full of flavour. 
little bit different in their uh, their like their timing, but uh, but I, I I love those two beers. Oh, I thought you might say indie there, but no, no, you didn't go for it. No, the like, crushable indie did not make my <laughs> list this year, and thankfully I have not seen it in the advent calendar this year so far either. So I'm. Uh, Alan, uh, thank you so much for your time. Have you got a little Christmas message for the listeners and the staff? Just, everyone, have a fantastic Christmas. Very happy New Year. All the very best for 2018. And um, thank you very much. I'm going to get a photo of your jumper for everybody right now. Thank you very much, buddy. (laughs) Brilliant. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Eva. Okay, before we wrap everything up, let's catch up on the second part of our interview with James. Uh, We actually got a question from a listener, a chap called Lloyd, a few weeks back. And I felt the best possible person to answer his question was James Watt himself. So let's hand over to me and Emma chatting with James. So we're still here at Overworks with James Watt. We had an email from listener Lloyd Wright recently. Hi Lloyd. His, his, hi Lloyd. His question was, at recent Q&A that you did, um, you said that an IPA was on its way by 2020. What does this mean for the EFP um, community and how will that affect us in terms of closed forum, discount, ex- exclusive access to beers, etc.? So an IPA may be on its way by 2020 and what we've seen, and that was answer was given in October, what we've seen since October is the volatility in the stock markets has, mean, has meant the companies that we're going to be comparing ourselves to when we list have lost about 20% of their value. So feverishly lost about 20% of its value. So all these amazing hydro companies, so there's just so many things when it comes to listings out for hand. So we'd love to list in 2020, but who knows what's going to happen with Brexit, who knows what's going to happen with Trump's trade wars, who knows what's going to happen with the economy. So for us, it's an aspiration and we'll do it when the time is right for our shareholders, our company, our community, our staff and our business. Um, implications won't be that much other than there's much more liquidity for equity punks who want to take that liquidity. Benefits exactly the same for them, exactly the same discounts, exactly the same. So it just introduces an element of liquidity that's that's more frequent than what we have at the moment. So back to the quiz. I think the scores are half a point so far to James Watt. Half a so, point out of five. So now question six. In May, Brewdog made eight bits. An East Coast IPA, which was a collaboration beer made with seven breweries. Name the breweries. One point for each. This is where he claws it back. <laughs> Cloudwater. Uh, Stillwater. Northern Monk. Yes. And a neighbour of theirs. Mad Deer Dock. Yes. Um, who did we have from the US this year? Yeah, we'll call time on that one. It was Brewery and Seventh Sun. Okay. okay, here's an easy one. Okay, here's an easy Definitely one. Definitely an easy Thanks. one. In the UK, when labelling beer, how much leeway do we get on the acu- uh, accuracy? 0.2. Oh, brilliant. So I spend all my time. <laughs> Another easy one. True or false? Brewdog's flagship beer, Punk IPA, contains, amongst others, the following hops Amarillo, Simcoe, Citra, and Cascade. Um, the recipe for this one changes all the time, but I don't think there's citra in it at the moment. Very good. Very good, James. Okay, question nine. As posted on the EFP forum in July by someone under the name of Play Old Games, a tour guide at Crate Brewery, Crate Brewery claimed Brewdog had attempted to buy them out for how much? 
I remember seeing this and thinking that is the most stupid thing I've ever seen. <laughs> this is pretty hard though, to be fair, to get that number. Um, no, I, I remember reading the post, it was either 8 or 10 million. It was 12 million and you wrote, um, obviously there's zero truth in this whatsoever, and if there were, all my management team would be entitled to sack me instantly. Or I would be entitled to sack the management team because they would have done it without me knowing. <laughs> Go for Emma, you've got the last one. Final question. So if you get this answer right, then you've basically won the quiz. <laughs> I've basically won the quiz like 3.5 out of 10. It's Thank Christmas. you. It's Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas, it's okay. Following the purchase of the Draft House pub chain, yes. you rebranded one Draft House bar into a Brew Dog bar. Which one? Uh, that was the one in, um, I think it's Cincinnati in America. Close. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Milton Keynes. That's the one. <laughs> I'd be worried then. I thought, please make sure we and, and next year we're going to do a second one. Which one yeah. is the second one that we're going to do? Is this true? It might be. <laughs> Leicester. No, there's not, not one in so Leicester. Well. See, it's tough. Oh no, this, I'm this, thinking this, about this. the other way round, turning it into a drop. It's not Old Street, is it? It's not Old Street, no. Good, because I like that bar. <laughs> yeah, it would it would make sense because it's so close to our office, but that one's like done so well since we took it over. It's like Paddington. That would make sense. You can't find it, that's why no one goes there. It would make sense though. I don't know. I don't know either, but that one might make sense. <laughs> um, I have no idea on the score. Were you keeping score, Emma? Yeah, James won the quiz. No, I, to I totally failed the quiz. <laughs> I totally failed the quiz. Well, you can fail the quiz, but you've won everything else, James, so that's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> okay. Uh, James, uh, really, again, appreciate you taking the time to join us. Have you got um, a little Christmas message, maybe? This will be going out just before Christmas, this podcast. Do you want to say anything to the staff and the EFPs? Yeah, just thanks for being on this journey with us. We've now got 97,000 equity punks. We've got almost 2,000 members of, of staff. And it just feels like yesterday it was myself and Martin and a dog started in this, this journey. So we love our team. We love our community. Um, thanks for helping us what we've built so far and let's see where we can take this thing in the next few years awesome james thank you so much ah oh, thanks for having me okay there we go that was it uh, we've actually got a little bit more that we recorded with james but we're going to save that for the next podcast which will be at the end of january because it's uh, focusing on stuff that's happening in 2019 nice um bruce your yes. time to shine my friend listen listen it's christmas time my daughters have got their advent calendars up they've got two each and they're loving every single minute of it they're, they're, they'll be six in january but did you hear about the guy did you hear about the guy who actually stole advent calendars he went to court you know what he got he got 24 days oh is it time for me to yeah i think i might have to get a taxi now rob what do you call a, what, do you, what do you call a cat in the desert sandy claws why, why is he still talking? I don't know. I, I could just, just unplug his laptop, noise. couldn't I? It's just noise, Rob. That's all I can hear. Got any more? Okay. Are you done? Yeah, what did, what did Adam see the night before Christmas? It's Christmas Eve. Okay, that was all right. <laughs> <laughs> I got a laugh. I got a laugh. <laughs> okay, that's it for this podcast. We're taking a little of a break until the end of January, but we're going to be back with a bang with details of lots of exciting things coming up in 2019. 
uh, that James mentioned to us as well. Uh, we've got a whole month of news that we'll need to fill you in, which could be quite a long time in BrewDog terms. Uh, and a final mention for our Patreon campaign. Please visit patreon.com forward slash BrewDog News for all the details on that cool video that Kev, who you heard from earlier, from Boda Digital, helped us put together. Right, let's give everybody a chance to say where you can be found online. Emma, yourself, first of all. Yeah, I really loved everyone that's come up to me in London bars to say hi. Please keep, keep continuing to do that. I'm often floating around lots of them. Um, otherwise, you can get me on the forum, Emma underscore DeSena, D-E-S. I can't even say my own name now. Too many beers. <laughs> D-E-S-E-N-A. Or on Instagram, Emma DeSena. Can I just say a really big thank you to Bruce and Rob for having me on the podcast. I've absolutely enjoyed it. You don't need to it. do that. It's me who should be thanking you. And Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. Oh, Bruce, go for it. Yes, you can find me hanging about um, Instagram at Brulafu. Um, other than that, you can if you bump into me, any, no, I'm usually not in a bar. To be fair, it's Morrison's <laughs> and East Kilbride. So if you see me, Morrison's East Kilbride, come up and say hello. But if I'm about, even at the AGM, please, please come up and say hello. And I want to wish everybody, Rob, thank you. Emma, thanks for taking part. And I want to say a big thank you to who's somebody who's not here. I know, Andrew. Andrew. Oh, of course, Andrew, yeah. Andrew. At least I'm thinking about Andrew. <laughs> well, he did send us that nice message. But. He did. But Andrew, um, and to, to all three of you and to all our listeners, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Awesome. Uh, you can find me at Sunscream in the world-famous Newton Arms, usually. Otherwise, you'll find me on Twitter and the same... Uh, sorry, at Sunscream on the Twitter and the same at Sunscream on the forums. You can find out about my day job by visiting robertcooper.xyz. That's it for this week. Send us a voicemail to the local rate number 01224 518 501. You can email us studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. We're on Facebook, of course, facebook.com forward slash brewdognewspodcast. And our Twitter is at brewdognews. Show notes and past episodes are always available on our website, brewdognewspodcast.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. There's links on the website. Have a fantastic Christmas and a brilliant new year, everybody. And thank you for all your support. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm just heading to the bar right now. Cheers. Cheers. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas.